Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 49. Today, we are talking about entering 2022 with a competition mindset because this is the first official episode of the new year. So happy new year. Happy new year, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) So get the most out of your year of jujitsu is the topic for today. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be 2022, more just uh, we'll talk a little bit about our goals for the coming year, but mm. you know, for anyone who's into making New Year's resolutions or for people who just want to set some goals for your year ahead mm. of jujitsu, you know, what what should that look like? What is it looking like for us? And uh, do you just want to copy paste that? You know, that's how I got through school. Copy yeah. paste. Copy, copy paste our goals. I once handed in a geography assignment that uh, I don't know if people remember this. Actually, I don't even know if this is still how it how it works if you were to copy something from a website. I'm not sure. But anyway, I was handing in a geography test and I was literally just uh, uh, not test, an assignment. And I don't even know what it was on. I can't remember. But I would just go to a website and I would just literally like copy the text and like paste it into – a word document or whatever, but it was, yeah, I don't know if this is still a thing, but it would paste it with the web URL, like at the bottom yep. of the word document. Yeah. That's uh, still a thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to get rid of it or whatever. So anyway, I just did this whole assignment, printed it out, had like the, the URL and everything at the bottom of the piece of paper that I printed out. And I was like, Oh shit, that's not good. So I just got like a pair of scissors and I just cut the, URL off. So I had these A4 pieces of paper that weren't an A4 piece of paper anymore. And I was like, hmm, put it in like a binder or something, oh, handed man. it in, fucking 100%, bro. <laughs> and I was like, you know, uh, you at the suck. time I was like, yeah, I can't believe she didn't notice. But for sure the teacher was like, uh, what a it. moron. Yeah, it's like, fuck right. it, bro. I'm fuck just, it, bum, bum, bum. I was just like, I'm just going to give him 100, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's used a lot of cartridge ink. Yeah. I'll let him have it. Yeah. And fuck if you're a teacher you got to like mark like 50 assignments you're like fuck it you know you read the same lines from the same websites over and over and over again yeah i don't know if this was um uh if this still is a thing but i can't remember what year i was in at school but here in australia there was maybe it was year 10 which is you know for any international listeners year 10 in in australia is your last year of mandatory school, like uh, high school or secondary school, whatever other countries call it. It's your last year of mandatory school. You can then, at the end of year 10, you can leave if you want, uh, or you can stick around and do year 11 and 12, which is where you do like your your harder high schooling years. And it's typically what is where you, uh, what do they call it in the US? Like the SAT scores and yeah, stuff. Like yeah. you, the end of year 12 is when you do uh, the exams that depending on how you go on those exams kind of will uh, set the standard of what university you could get into. Mm. Right. So year 10 is the end of your mandatory high school. And in year 10, I believe it was, for history, you had to write like a f- – uh, 1500 word or some you know at the time the biggest you know essay you've ever written in mm. school however many word essay about something to do with Australian history yeah I remember that because yeah, up right? to year, year 10 it's it's 
been like I don't know if it's still like that, but up to year ten, like they just smash you with Australian history. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, you don't, it's all your history and it's real boring. <laughs> <laughs> and um and so boring. Sorry. Sorry, Australia. Yeah, sorry, Cuba. One of our students who's a history teacher. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> sort the shit out. Well, we can ask him if it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. But you that they went as far as to say, like, you're not allowed to do this assignment on the history of Holden and Ford, like two major <laughs> car manufacturers in Australia. Classic. Because it was just like, I don't know, at least where I grew up, it was like every, they're like, you We've had more essays of Holden and Ford than yeah. you could imagine. Like you're not allowed. Like if you do Holden and Ford, you instantly fail. Yeah, fair. You know? Like the competition between them. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. And what I, I think I did mine on um, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Australian <laughs> bush rangers. Oh yeah, that's cool. Which, My uh, I'm related to one of the bush rangers. Which one? Um, he's his I last just, name's Power. I'm say blanking. That, I say that like I know. Yeah, which one? Are. We I know. All <laughs> of them. I forget his oh, man. How can I forget his first name? Anyway, um, he he was. He's in like museums and shit. Uh, he was a bad dude, um, but he was the guy who trained Ned Kelly. Yeah, right. Internationalists is probably know Ned Kelly. The, yeah, Ned you know, Kelly's like the only bush ranger yeah, I really know the of. the infamous one. Uh, he was in his crew and he trained him uh, when Ned Kelly was younger. And right. um, yeah, I think something power. If internationalists in fucking, are like, what the F is a bush ranger? Kind of like, yeah, old outlaws like back in. I mean, they would probably be mm. the equivalent of a, of – in the US and in movies when you see, you know, like the old wild, like from the wild west yeah. days. Yeah, sort of. And they legit like, you know, rob banks, kill people. Yeah. You know, highway robbery and shit like that. Yeah. They're bad people. But yeah, I was related to one of them. Yeah. I am related to one of them, not was. Anyway, we're talking about uh, <laughs> jujitsu. <laughs> talking about uh, goals for 2022. So ads, 2022. Now we've come, I think the whole world has sort of, well, for 2020 and 2021, it's been a little bit stagnant for, for a lot of people. Like, you know, yeah, good good and bad things have come out of lockdowns and COVID. You know, it's that's the elephant in the room. No one's, no one's fucking, unless you've literally been hiding in a cave, you're aware of it. Coming into 2022, because, you know, vaccines have rolled out and blah, 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 we're expecting less lockdowns. We're expecting things to come to a new normal as they're coining it. Based on that, assuming that things, you know, are smooth sailing, what are your goals for 2022 jiu-jitsu-wise? Uh, well, when I think about setting goals, I can't remember if I've asked you this before. Mm. Ages ago we had an episode where we went on about how I couldn't believe you didn't know who some certain famous people were and I didn't know who Oh, yeah, some, Marcus Aurelius. Some and like bloody Goggins yeah. gagging something dude is. Do you know who Wayne Gretzky is? Yes. Probably because I told you. Yeah. yeah. Ice hockey player. Yep. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uber famous. So one. anyway, uh, I believe it's Wayne Gretzky has a has a famous saying of uh, something along the lines of, oh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm. So, um, you know, in that same light, you know, I feel if you just don't even set goals, you can't not achieve them, you know, so just don't set any goals. Right. Yeah. That's 2022. We need, we need a button that's like crickets. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was thinking just, 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 yes, crickets button. just yesterday you were like, I need to put in a little like crickets button on yeah, this yeah, like yeah. soundboard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, that's my goal for 2022 is have some more sound buttons <laughs> yeah. to, to, to comically feel awkward introduce silences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't uh, like, I'm not a big goal. Well, no, like I'm a goal orientated person. 
but I don't necessarily make lists of what of what my 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 goals are. But I definitely have some things that I I want to accomplish this coming year. In the last episode, which was the last one of 2021, actually aired on New Year's Eve, we spoke a bit about New Year's resolutions and things like that. Yeah, I definitely don't set New Year's resolutions, but I do like to to have some sort of umbrella goals that I want that I would like to uh, to achieve that year. And sometimes it might be something as, you know, just ignoring jujitsu for a second. It might be something like, um, oh man, like oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to buy that new car this year. You know, mm. I've been meaning, I've been wanting a new car for ages. This year I'm getting it. Mm. So sometimes my goals might just be like that. But for Buy ju- a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I hate shoe shopping. God. Yeah. I'd, I actually pretty much never buy new shoes until my wife's like, you, those shoes are rank. You need mm. new shoes. And I'm like, well, I've only got two holes in them. They're still yeah. good. They're still good. Yeah. No, I hate buying shoes because, man, I'm really tall and I got big feet. What size, what size feet are you? Like 14? Like 13, I 13? think US 13. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Depends on the brand. Sometimes maybe a 12. Yeah, right. Like a US 12. I'm um, like, a, I'm like uh, in boots, it changes. I hate boot sizes. Anyway, I'm derailing, but I'm like a 10. Yeah, I'm pretty small. You do yeah. have small feet. Yeah. Every time small I feet. every time I try to like toe hold you, I'm like, wait, the rich the foot. You've got, I've, I forget who I was, to, I was talking to Yali and uh, Anthony, two blue belts at our gym about heel hooks the other day. And we're talking about just like, you know, joking around, oh, let's catch ads in a heel hook. And then and then someone mentioned how fucking massive your heels are. And I had a look dude, last night. Like, they're disproportionately huge, man. Are they? Man. You've got fucking massive heels, dude. <laughs> the big knobbly fuck off heels, mate. Man, it's a real problem because when I'm in leg entanglement positions, even when my leg is for any other person would be considered a safe position. My yeah. heel is still out dangling. Even in positions where my my opponent doesn't have my knee line, mm. my heel will still be there. And okay, they may not be able to heel hook me because my but knee line's free, the grip. but they can still like dig the heel, put torque through the ankle, yeah. and then I'll be forced to give up whatever position I'm, I'm in or yeah. whatever I'm attacking. To, to rotate out. They won't be able to finish it because my knee line's free, but they're able to put me to actually have, I have to divert my attention to it. Mm. It is a big issue, bro. My yeah, because your fucking, fucking heels are mile long, mate. Yeah, dude. They're Massive. ridiculous. Take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll put it, put it on Patreon for all the feet, feet people. Yeah. But um, We got a few of them, those feet fetish. People. Yeah, on our Patreon. Yep. Yep. I, wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if there's any people, there would have to be some people who are into jujitsu and have like feet fetishes and like, you know, like heel hookers. Full, full on. <laughs> yeah. That's like weird, man. It's so weird. Uh, goals, yeah. So we're talking about goals. 2022. Yeah. So yeah, I do have a few things. Um, first is that, you know, now coming into the new year, I'm about six weeks post elbow surgery mm. uh, and about five weeks post. I've had two surgeries in the, in the space of like 10 days, one for my elbow a bunch of like bone spurs and fragments had to be removed from my elbow. It wasn't one traumatic injury. It was just years of wear and tear on the joint. But I also completely unrelated to jujitsu had a deviated septum surgery that they had to go back in. And Mm. I kind of teed up this elbow and nose surgery, sinus surgery at the same time so I could recover from both. Mm. So coming into the new year, they're both pretty much towards the end of their rehab. So the first goal I have is just to get back to training, right? Uh, I did three months of lockdown and then trained for one week 
mm. until my elbow got really bad. Yeah, and I remember so, like you you weren't even risking it. It was that painful for yeah, you. Yeah, so now coming into the new year, I'm I'm pushing I'm pushing like five months <laughs> of 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 no training really. So that Damn. that I mean part of it uh, it's more or less out of my control, but it is what it is. Yeah. So so goal one is just to get back back to training. But then there's also the upcoming subversion card, which subversion here in, in Australia is like a little – it's not comparable to who's number one, of course, but it's like a similar format in the sense that you've just got your one opponent, mm. you know, like it's just like a super fight. It's usually submission only. Mm. They have gi matches and no gi matches. So I'm supposed to be fighting on the subversion card, which is the same card that Jeremy Skinner's fighting on. Yeah, we, we, had, we spoke about that in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we had Jeremy on episode – like 31 or something? 31, something yeah. like that. Yeah, Hang on, let me, let me pull up my Ten spreadsheet. bucks on 31 because JT was 29. So, yeah, definitely. Episode 31. Episode well, 31. Look at you go, bro. Oof. If you could remember jujitsu techniques the way you remember our podcast episodes. I'd be, be a black belt. be a blue belt by now. <laughs> 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 um, Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I believe it's February 11th, February 12th, something like that. It's supposed to be. So, uh Goal one is to see where I'm at training-wise and if I can go from five months off to getting <laughs> like three weeks of training mm. under my belt and if that's enough to compete, that's subversion. Uh, so I haven't decided yet whether I'll pull out of that. Uh, it's going to just really depend how, how the elbow and sinus hold up once I'm back to, to proper training. Mm. And then, you know, three weeks is definitely not long enough to undo five months of, of no training. But... You know, maybe just jumping in the deep ends, not the worst thing. I'll just jump. I'm still pretty confident in my my ability. I don't, you know, not, I'm not. All you'll need to do is just get sharp, right? You just need to get your timing back. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'm not trash talking my opponent, but like I actually don't really know him that well, but I'm just confident in my abilities. I'm mm. not trying to discredit him, but mm. even with with some time off, I feel pretty pretty confident. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's goal number one, right? Past that, you know, if, if I don't fight subversion, then definitely, you know, a continuing goal for 2022, I think will be to, to get onto the next card. And I, and, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with them. So I'm, uh, I feel that they would invite me to, to go onto the, the following card if I have to sit this one out due to, you know, not having recovered from, from the surgeries in time. But past that, I do like to, set certain goals and and it changes throughout the year but things that I want to improve on in my jiu-jitsu if you're if you're earlier on in your jiu-jitsu journey like like yourself for sure you're going to make you're going to make little goals but it's maybe a little less encompassing because you're you're also just following your jiu-jitsu so young it's going to change and it's growing and you're going to be learning new techniques all the time and following the the guidance of your your instructor and and what have you, whereas for myself, a lot of my study and learning is self done, right? Like I, I not self teach, like I self study and self solve problems and whatever. But one of the key things that I want to spend more time doing is I definitely want to spend more time this year doing more no gi. I've already I already did way more last year in 2021 than I had done in 2020. I started doing way more no gi and spending way more time uh, out of the gi and 
you know, more more leg locks and leg entanglements and all that stuff. Not that I was ignorant to it before. It's just 2021 was when I was like, okay, let's let's formally as a team invest more time in this. And I want to do, I want to increase that even more mm. for 2022. Not just for the the gym and the team, but but even just for me individually. I still really enjoy the gi. I still think I enjoy the gi more than no gi. Like I, I just love the the fight that happens with the grips in the gi that doesn't exist in no gi. Uh, I just I don't know. I think it suits my style better, and I just in, enjoy it more. I like the grip aspect mm. to, to to fighting in the gi. Uh, however, I just want to spend more time doing no gi. Uh, I don't know why. I just feel it's not necessarily something to do with wanting to, oh, this is the weakest part of my jiu-jitsu. It's not even that. It's There's just, I don't know, there's just something in me. I don't have it in something words. Something you want to pursue. But, yeah, it's just something that interests me at the moment. You know, I have I think it's really important that you stay, uh, like, interested and invested in, in the part of jiu-jitsu that you want to improve. Sometimes it is a bit of a grind. You're learning things you don't necessarily want to learn, but it's important to learn. However this is something that I'm having fun doing as well. And it's important. So mm. it's kind of two birds with one stone. So yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's just like a, something I want to do throughout the year. And I look, yeah. that might change. I might get halfway through the year and then I want to, you know, spend more time back in the gate. I don't know, but as, as a whole last year, myself and the team increased the amount of no gi that we're doing. And I want to, increase it again this year. So that'll even include some timetable changes happening for our, our, our class timetable at the gym. Uh, it won't, there'll still be heaps of gi classes, but just kind of, it'll essentially go 50, 50. There'll be the no same. Gi Rob will be happy. No gi Rob will be stoked, right? There'll essentially be the same amount of no gi as gi classes at the moment that it's maybe 60, 40, Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I'd, maybe, I'd say that. Yeah, maybe like a sixty percent D, or maybe yeah, a little 40, more, sixty-five percent yeah, yeah. D classes. Yeah. I just want to bring that closer to fifty-fifty yep. and structure it so whether you're training morning, noon, or night, like most gyms, the classes are typically run before work, lunchtime, mm-hmm. or after work. So it's going to alternate. Yeah. Yep. So whether you're morning, noon, or night, whichever day of the week, like you're always going to have a gi and no gi option. Mm-hmm. So so there'll be no excuse not to train. So anyone who is like well, I don't want to use no gi Rob as an example because he trains in the gi too. Yeah. But if anyone was like, oh man, nah, like I hate no gi, I'm, you know, I'm only training the gi. Well, you've got that. Whether yeah. whether you're someone who trains morning, noon or night. We even have people that only exclusively train in no gi as well. We do, yeah. So, we have a couple of people like that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big goal. I have other ones, but mm-hmm. I mean- I've been talking for so long, my coffee's gone cold. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's. So let's I'll, I'll fill the air while you drink your coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just go ahead and mute me, Kieran, and I'm just going to go grab a coffee. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it did wait, mute me. Wait. <laughs> what anyway, uh, I'll talk to myself. No, um, so I have, man, I'm just to rewind a little bit, I rely on goals a lot to structure, you know, my direction. Can so, I just ask? So, like, I know I said I've been talking and I want to take a break. But I don't want to go down the the military path because we've spoken about that a lot and it's not the purpose of this episode. But is that something you got from being in the military or prior to military where you still very sort of like regimented and goal-orientated and list-focused, if you will? Um, I think I definitely developed that. 
So I developed it in parallel with the military. Military definitely helped. It introduced me to what is possible, but not it, it's not what you think. Not everyone in the military is like like me, if that makes sense. Like no, yeah, for sure. Like, like I've met people from the military yeah. who are a little bit more what you would think of like, you know, I don't know, like carefree, they yeah. th- throw it to the wind or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and not like very structured. Like yeah. the military introduced me to structure and goal setting, but then I pursued it in my own time and like, you know, learnt more about it. And cause I used to struggle with organization, uh, but now I'm particularly when it comes to business work and things like that, I'm very organized, like almost over the top organized. And um, have you seen, have you watched any episodes of Brooklyn nine, nine? I have. Show? Do you know the character Amy? Yes. Yeah. You're like yeah. her with her binders yeah. and shit. Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. 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 So with my business partner, like the, I, the joke, the running joke is that everything's on a spreadsheet. Um, but anyway, so I haven't, these aren't my formalized like goals for 2022 yet, but they're, they're going to be something very similar. So in preparation for this episode, I jotted down three of my primary goals. So the way I break it down is I have my long-term plan. So my five-year plan, and then I have goals that are designed to progress my five-year plan. And the goals are they don't have to be in a set 12-month period, but that's just the best way I've, I've found over the years to organize it. So I think five-year plan, you have your, your roadmap, if you will, where I want to go. And then I have my uh, annual goals to support that. And then out of the annual goals, each goal to complete it will require projects. So projects are designed similar to goals to the plan to progress the goal. That makes sense. So it's like a tiered system. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. within the projects, you have actionable items. So do this. So it's not like a to-do list. Projects are not your to-do list. Projects uh, develop items for your to-do list. I could go in. I, man, I could. we could do a whole episode on organization. Let's not. Um, let's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this but is actually, the, the but but even, podcast. But even that, you know, I've actually really never even, you know, I mean – that's probably pretty basic stuff for anyone mm. who's worked with project management and yeah, stuff like that. Sure. But, you know, those those like projects or those goals and then, you know, goals that support getting to that five, you think, mm. man, they are like that sort of stuff has to be done. If you're undertaking a big project, if you mm. think about something like, man, how do they – build a bloody skyscraper or how do they big oh, yeah. build the three gorges dam or something yeah. like this mega project of engineering that has like, you know, a team of a thousand engineers and so many construction workers and, all, you know, like man, man yeah. a lot of organization and projects and, and goals mm. to work towards supporting another goal and another goal that pushes that other goal forward. And if you're not, if you haven't achieved this goal after two years, it's like, man, yeah, like incredibly complicated projects that if you don't have this stuff literally written down, like you would never, you would never complete the project. Yeah. I'm the same and with the, like my re- life. Yeah. I've never even actually like the way you described it. I've never actually even thought about it or had yeah. it explained to me. Like I said, it's probably pretty basic Yeah, for anyone who works in project management is probably listening going, yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, anyway. So that's how I, I structure everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, if I don't have something written down, like if you wanted me to do something, right, like a job or whatever, if you just verbally told me, oh, hey, can you do this? And I didn't write it down, there's 99% chance it's not going to get done because I'll forget. What do you do if you don't have a pen? I put it on my phone. What do you everything, do if everything you don't goes, have a phone? 
it probably won't get done. <laughs> Most of the time, like a lot of the time I'll be like in conversation with someone and I'll be like, oh, can you just email me that? Or like, can you just send me that in the message? They're like, wow, I'm just fucking telling you now. I'm like, trust me, if it doesn't go in my like system, if it doesn't, yeah. if it isn't captured by my, like my, in my net, in my system, it probably won't get done. I'm like 99% sure that I'm, I haven't been diagnosed, but like over the years, I'm 99% sure I have ADHD. Yours is literally like 6 a.m. wake up. You know, six oh one. My calendar yeah. is yeah. It's got six, like my wake up time. Get yeah. out of bed. Six oh two. Brush. Bro, teeth. I schedule traffic. <laughs> I fucking program traffic. I allow for traffic. Like in my calendar. traffic's in your calendar. Yeah. Like as in like a little buffer window. Yeah, transit. Yep, hundred percent. No way. I'm not kidding. I can show you right now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving on. This is then. How are you still late to the gym? Because my time management is incredibly <laughs> poor. I may schedule no, and this is this is part of the ADHD thing. Like if I don't schedule shit, I would never be anywhere on time ever. And even with the system, I'm still late. But my goals. Sorry for, for everyone that had to sit through that. Um, you, please fast forward. But my goals. Uh, so my first one is big for me, and I sort of alluded to it a few episodes ago, or even like you know in the the last conversations that we've sort of had. Is I want to implement. This is part of my, you know, project, if you will, of taking jujitsu, like just stepping it up a little bit, stepping up to that next rung, if you will. And I want to implement daily recovery. So taking recovery seriously. Because what I've found over the last, like back from lockdown, when I'm averaging like nine to 10, you know, depending on the week, I do nine to 10 sessions, right? And that is about 11 hours of jujitsu per week. I'm training pretty hard. So I'm not recovering enough to come like Thursday I'm so cooked or even Wednesday even today I'm like so cooked that I'm not training even close to my output that I could be and I think that's I think you've started to realize that since you made the change instead of doing like those two classes back to back which is 5 30 and then the 6 30 which equates to a a complete two and a half hour session yeah right you can pace yourself so it's one session i agree with you yeah so you've started doing training at midday and then coming back and training at 6 30 and i think you've that's probably when the the penny dropped where you're like oh my recovery isn't you know because now you're doing two separate workouts yep. like and you're getting way more out of it yeah and and 100%. you're realizing you're needing a bit more recovery yeah i'm do needing you, more recovery. do you nap do you, do you nap in between those man sessions? i i wish in a perfect world yes but if you i have so much shit nap, to do bro. man i have so much shit to do like it's the first in. thing that goes anyone anyone who is I like love them. anti-nap I hate though. I hate those people. Yeah, bro. You're misinformed. Get yeah. it? Yeah. You are, are. You are misinformed. It's Naps funny. Are like so powerful. Sleep is something that has had a lot of study oh, yeah. put into it, and still a lot of unknowns about yeah. it. And mm. um, you know, anything medical, I always say, I'm not a doctor. People should know I'm not a doctor. But uh, I believe you're pretty hard pressed to find any what would you call a sleep specialist or wh- whoever who who wouldn't recommend napping. Who wouldn't recommend yeah. napping? You 100%. know. Yeah. So, so you got a man and it's so good for recovery. Yeah. I, when I was training twice a day, every day, I, you know, I rarely didn't nap. Like I get what you mean. Sometimes you're busy and you've got shit to do. Yeah. But you have but to like try and make the, that If time. the goal is the recovery. Yeah. Man, you have to nap. You got to nap. Yeah. Competing priorities. But um, yeah, I definitely, definitely want to eat. Kieran's like, yeah, but I also got to get fucking paid, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit to do. Yeah. Um, so with, with like my implementing daily recovery, recovery, what would that look like at the moment? It's um, mobility practice. I've been a bit, 
I've been a bit slack with my mobility. I do um, bulletproof mobility for warm up and cool down at the at the gym um, a lot of the time, or like a truncated or hybrid version of that but uh dedicated like 20 to 30 minutes every single day on the foam roller or just doing some mobility practice some stretching some recovery protocols starting that up again uh so well i'll even do you a solid and i'll buy a new foam roller for the gym sick man that'd be mad and uh nutrition and um i used to do this is sort of recovery and the reason that I put it in the recovery pile is because it helps with sleep, as we were just talking about, is like a daily mindfulness sort of practice. I used to be a real nerd about that and do it you know, every day consistently. Um, but I've just fallen, you know, sometimes habits, you just fall out of favor of yeah, them. Or like yeah. you just stop doing them for whatever reason, even though you know they're good for you. That's one of mine. Um, so that's goal number one. And Is second- that going to be where you like stand in front of the mirror and you're like, you are worth it. Oh, you like are, a mantra. Fuck you no. are beautiful. <laughs> no, it's, it's more like your classic med- meditation, like uh, focusing in on your breath, any, any sort of mindfulness practice. It's pretty, pretty popular these days. It's become very mainstream. I, I normally use um, uh, a app called Headspace. So I, I'm like a Headspace guy. So I use that, been doing that on and off for years and years and years, like last six or seven years. Um, anyway, number two, this is a more like practical jujitsu is I just want to place first in a local comp uh, at Bluebell. So by the end of the goal, by the end of the goal, by the end of the year, I want to hit the podium at number one at Bluebell. I don't expect to hit the podium in, you know, my first few, definitely because it's going to be, you know, level up. I need to get uh, readjusted to the level of competition. But by the end of the year, hopefully we're we're on the podium or or first. That's a a great goal. And uh, the, the third goal is probably one I'm most excited about is to do 400 jujitsu sessions in one year. And that will equate to 4,400 hours based on my current schedule. So I average nine. How Nine a week. Nine a week, average. Yeah, right. Summer eight on really bad weeks, I do eight on good weeks or like, you know, overzealous weeks, I do 10. But my goal is as part of that recovery piece is to stick with nine because yeah. nine nine is a sweet spot for me. And on what, top of that, what, I'm going to add two strength sessions in. What do you well. think our uh, your your favorite YouTube uh, watcher listener who swears by the best people only training twice a week would think about that, Kieran? I don't know, man. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably uh, probably frown upon it and ask uh, why I'm not working. Yeah, but no, uh, I mean it's a great goal. Any anyone who who is like, whoa, man, that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot of jujitsu, but I mean, yeah, if, I don't if do it, much else. <laughs> yeah, but if it's if it's what you're if it's yeah. what you're doing, this is part of my like my strategy. I haven't really figured out what direction I want to take yet. And I mentioned this when we were talking about uh, Brazil and moving moving overseas, whatever episode that was. And you were basically saying, you know, from blue belt or really white belt, but blue belt onward, you knew, hey, I want to make jiu-jitsu my career. I want to open a gym. And that's that's how I want to pursue it. I'm I'm sort of in a similar camp, except I'm I'm recognizing at the moment is that because of my skill level, I am not in the position to make money teaching jiu-jitsu yeah yeah i i'm you know i'm a long long way away from that maybe when i get to purple belt i could potentially do some teaching but it's it's going to be man slow, i've been right? offering up these kids classes for you to teach you know right. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean no, man i, I, I w- loved it i wouldn't want to take that away from uh-huh. i was pretty anti teaching kids classes for until oh, until i started doing do it. it like i mean uh, yeah I think it's a it's a part of becoming a jujitsu instructor. Yeah. You know, you, it's a rite of passage. You have yeah. to do it. Um, because man, I don't know. You you 
you learn when you do it. The reason I don't do it anymore is because I, I actually I still do. I teach one kids class Saturday a week. Class, yeah. I teach the Saturday one, and obviously whenever Aaron, who currently is the kids instructor at the gym, if ever he's sick or away, I yeah. take the kids classes. Uh, the reason I don't do it now is two reasons. One, because uh, I just don't have the time mm. and kind of re- correlated with that is it's just not the best use of my time. Mm. Like, I mean, I feel my jujitsu knowledge and my teaching time is far better spent teaching more complicated jujitsu or not even more complicated, but more articulate jujitsu, even if it's to a complete beginner, but an adult where mm. I can actually be teaching jujitsu and for kids, that's not always the case, right? Yeah, like, 100%. Especially when you're teaching like four-year-olds. It's a lot of games and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's fun and you still learn. And obviously as a dad, you know, mm. it's cool. Like, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm like, oh, I hate kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see in a couple of years time when Atlas is in the kids class. I don't know if I'll go back to maybe teaching it more regularly. Yeah. Or maybe I won't want to, right? You know, not that maybe I you won't want to. Separate want to but that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I totally can respect that. We'll see. But it's funny. If it's, um, Atlas, I posted ages ago on Instagram or something, him doing his jujitsu positions. Mm. He knows like, funny, yes. he knows like close guard, half guard, side control, mount and back control. And I'm trying to get him to do arm bars from mount. And I always bribe him. I like bribe him with like chocolate or something. No, not wait, that sounds bad. It's like, he's already knows he's getting this piece of chocolate or something because it's, I don't know. Anyone who's got kids knows things get away from you. Anyway, he knows he's getting this piece of chocolate. So I'll leverage it and be like, okay, Atlas, you got to do your jujitsu positions. And so he'll do those five that he knows. I'm like, okay, now, now, now do an armbar. And he always goes, no, I know like armbars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know you don't like armbars, but you got to practice. Yeah. Then you can have your chocolate. <laughs> He's like, okay. And like, and like, he'll be mount and he just like holds onto my arm like a monkey. Yeah. And I just like lying down. <laughs> I'm trying to teach him to bridge. And then yeah. I'm like trying to teach him, okay, when I tap, you let go. <laughs> yeah, He's going to be in kindergarten. He's going to pull like a sick armbar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get him. He does forward rolls, trying to get him to back role but he can't mm. quite do that yet i mean he's a bit useless but you'll get that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that's that's my year in a nutshell in terms of jiu-jitsu but yeah I'm, so i'm trying to like slowly integrate more like look for more avenues to pursue jiu-jitsu a bit more like quote unquote seriously if you will and looking outside the scope of like just teaching because i'm not obviously man I'm, I'm a student or i mean everyone's still a student but like I'm more of a student than instructor. I'm fuck just got my my blue belt. Like I'm under no delusion that anytime soon I am going to be in an, in a position to have enough knowledge to teach. So it's like okay, what else can we what can we look at uh, in the meantime? So yeah, I'm, I'm just pursuing that at the moment, and uh, I think that these goals for anyone out there is like fuck this dude's taking it like super seriously. It's my hobby. Well, to me, it's like yeah, it's a hobby, but at the same time, it's it's like okay, what what how can we progress it so that it's more than that. Yeah, man, how many times can I give the analogy of it being like a university, university degree? Yeah. You wouldn't look at someone studying to be a doctor and they've got their goals of, of you know, taking an extra, you know, course on the side for anatomy or mm. taking, you know, or doing an extra five hours a week of study or something. You wouldn't look at them and be like, bro, you know, it's it's just a medical degree. Like, yeah. chill out. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're – you're looking at it not as a hobbyist. You're looking at it from a professional career point of view mm. and it, you know, the growth of jiu-jitsu has allowed it to become a sport that 
can lead to you making a career out of it in terms of, of financially. Mm. You can now make money as a jiu-jitsu instructor, even as a competitor with, with the way that competitions start to offer prize money and, you know, if you, or even competitions that don't offer prize money. If, you, if you're successful on the competition scene, people will book seminars with you and things like that. So you're looking at it as the same way people look at studying. Okay, mm. it's not, you know, it's something that, is going to take years of hard work to then get your degree, mm. so to speak, and then you can start making money from it, mm. right? Except in this case, you're not going to have a hex debt at the end of it, which yeah. for, for the international- You're just going to be really poor for yeah, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, in, in Australia, a hex debt is like a- uh, Student a, loan. A from student the loan from the government, yeah. and then you'll pay it off for the rest of your life. Yeah, but it, the, the difference is, is ours is interest-free. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I, well, I never. Yeah, hex that's completely interest free. It only only increases with inflation. Yeah. Same rate. Which well, is there fair you enough. go. Yep. Yeah, good goals, bro. I, I mean, some yeah. of my other goals are going to help with that. So one of the other ones that I've got is uh, obviously jujitsu slash business wise. I want the growth of the gym and the growth of the, the team. There's some other business slash gym related goals that you know they're not secrets, but I. Yeah, um, they're not. Hush, hush. They, they haven't been in the oven for long enough yet yeah. to to just put out stuff. There. We're working on that, but, you know? yeah. But yeah. other sort of like, I mean, you know, look. I'll just, I mean, the word embezzlement has been thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but just some other projects that laundering. Uh, yeah, laundering, laundering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some other. Yeah, people come. They're like. And, you know, oh, guys, it's finally public information and I've just actually installed a washing machine at the gym. <laughs> Here's what I mean. We're laundering. Yeah. <laughs> wash your keys here. <laughs> <laughs> Two bucks a pop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, there's some other, like... We should do that. Dude, I actually have thought about it. And some gyms do it, right? Some gyms do do it. Where yeah, they run, like, a laundromat system. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't think it fits, like, the culture in Australia in terms mm. of like it's uh, almost a bit weird, but some yeah. some parts of the world or some uh, like let's say for example, okay, maybe this isn't the best example, but because uh, a lot of people in Brazil who train jiu-jitsu aren't wealthy, mm. but Brazil has a culture of you you have maids, right? Like mm. it's, it's not uncommon for people to have a maid in their house, like that works Monday to Friday, nine to five. And the wow. maid like does all the housework. Often they do Damn, like the awesome. cooking and the cleaning and everything. I remember when I first went to Brazil, I found it weird that, you know, after I had lunch or whatever, I just went and like put my dirty plate in front of this lady and she was just washing dishes in front of the sink. And I was like, this is weird. You know, I was like, well, I don't have to clean up after myself at all. But Did anyway. you have a maid? Uh, so yeah, like my wife's family used to have a maid like most of the time and it's not uncomfortable. Like you don't even have to be super wealthy in Brazil because of the, the disparity between, you know, minimum wage and people who have a good career and whatever, like it's so huge. You don't even have to be wealthy. Like you don't like, like it's not, if you think here in Australia, if you had a maid or a housekeeper or something five days a week, dude, like you're, it's not many you're people. Bankrolled, son. You are yeah, bankrolled. Like yeah. it, even if you're making good money in Australia, you probably wouldn't have that. You no. might have a cleaner once a week, yeah. or you know, a cleaner once a month. And even or that, something. you're like, damn. But yeah, even that, the mm. average person in Australia doesn't have. Mm. You know, uh, so yeah, 
they had now they don't because you know they don't have uh, one, two, three, four kids in the house anymore, right, right, and right. all the other things that go with it. Right. Uh, but anyway. So there's this sort of – because of that, there's a culture of you could become a fully-fledged adult in Brazil and have never, you know, washed clothes before or something like that. Yeah. So the reason I'm saying this is like Australia doesn't have that similar culture, whereas if you imagine a country that had some type of culture like that, it's not that far-fetched of an idea for them that like, oh, after training, they just like leave their gear at the gym and mm. it's washed for them, ready for them next time. You know, but that would – I mean, I've never seen that service offered in Australia and I would – it's not like I think it's so absurd, but – Fuck it. Like, I mean, it might be a little bit quote-unquote weird when you first implement it and say, hey, you know, this is this is happening, but it will be, quickly become the norm and then yeah, you're probably look, I, fine. Man, I have thought about it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have thought like, hey, man, do I want to – like, Good. I don't know what it would be, like whether it's just like a flat do – do you just charge an extra flat – like, oh, okay, your membership's an extra $5 a week or is it you do, do you charge no time. per time? But then the, mm. the problem that I've found with it, like the, the flaw in the system is that whenever I sell a gi to a brand new student I, or, or even to anyone, I often remind people, I'm like, don't put it in the dryer, bro. Yeah. When you put your gis in the dryer, like everyone should know, it, like you put any clothes in the dryer, it breaks down the fabric quicker mm. than it normally breaks down, yeah. and that's when the rips happen. I've, Out of I've the ruined my white gi doing that. The you know Alliance Sydney's been open for for coming up to three and a half years, and in that three and a half years, I think I've got three or four students who've had their gis rip, mm. and every single one of them are students who put their gi in the dryer. None of my other students who have bought geese from me have had their geese rip mm. short of it being like, well, no, none of them. Like if they've had geese rip, it's been another gee that they've had for five years or mm. something, you know. In those three and a half years, I haven't had anyone have their gee ripped unless it's someone who regularly puts their gee in the dryer. So the only flaw I have in the system is that there's no way that if you had a laundry service and yeah. you're wa washing multiple geese, there's no way they're getting washed and dried in time without going in a dryer. But this could be this could a be way lucrative. to sell more geese. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then when their gee rips, you could also sell a gee repair service. <laughs> I almost feel like morally, I would have to tell them like, look, this is how the laundry service works. Yep. It's this much. Your gee gets washed. It does go in the dryer because yep. you know. So any shrinkage or ripping that is a result mm. of it going in the like that's 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 how yeah. it works. If if you don't want to sign up to that, then cool. Like yep. the laundry service isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, maybe that's a 2022 goal. Laundry service. Laundry mat. Yeah. <laughs> Alliance laundry mat. So yeah. we went from talking about laundering money mm. to a Laund whole 10 minutes laundering of like, money. should you have keys washed at the gym? Yeah. Look, it's not that. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Would you do it like if, if you know, if that was a, a service at a gym? Oh, for a second there, I thought you were like, would you do it for would me? You like, wash yeah, would you for do the, <laughs> wash it? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would I have done it when I first joined? Probably. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. I wash a lot of geese and it does get pretty old, mm. you mm. know, like. Every day. Dude, I, I mean, well, yeah, not at the moment because I'm not training. Mm. But, yeah, typically I, I 
would almost do yeah two loads of washing a day every day almost yeah i try and group uh, them at together. least once i group yeah, them together i often yeah i sometimes it's a bit do groovy, that, but, but yeah i even if i train at lunch mm-hmm. and then i'm going to train at night sometimes i'll leave that lunch key and wait till nighttime yeah, and then wash them together yeah, I do that. but i also like i've just got a habit because of you know ringworm and staph infections and things like that i've just got this habit that when I finish at the gym, I go home and the first thing I do when I walk in the door is yeah. chuck it in the machine and turn it on. Exactly so what I do. Like After the 6.30 class, come in, laundry it goes on straight away. It's like a 30-minute um, power cycle um, and then straight outside. Yeah, so, I mean, I've kind of got that habit. Yeah. Anyway, let's, yeah. Get, take a, <laughs> let's take it back a bit. So there's some goals, side projects for the gym as a business that, yeah, they're not a secret but just not – I just don't want to publicly mention them yet. So they're, they're goals that are happening. but They're a secret. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> secret, right? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude, shut up. <laughs> there were, when I said there's some of your goals that my goals would kind of align with. So two things that I started working on last year that got sidelined due to lockdown and everything. One was having this kind of competitors program at the gym essentially without going into too much detail it's just giving uh more tailored support and guidance to the the students slash athletes who who are taking it to that next level so not the ones that are like oh yeah i do the odd competition for fun or the odd competition to improve my jujitsu the ones who are like yourself wanting to to go down that route of, hey, man, I want to like professionally compete or I want to open a gym one day or the people who are taking jiu-jitsu as a career. So that's one th- project program, I guess you could call it, that I want to implement in full swing come the new year. I mean, well, now this episode, sorry, like we're still uh, – in the very end of 2021 as we're recording this. We're in the past. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this episode's come out, I think, the 4th of January. So yeah, for this 2022, that having that program in full swing. Another program project that I worked on and then was about to start right before lockdown was an instructor's course. And there's so many instructor's courses uh, I've – done a lot of them i've helped you know translate them from portuguese to english these alliance instructors courses and all this sort of stuff but this instructor's course it's not necessarily something that i'm wanting to to sell to the public i I don't mean like that like hey guys this is me telling you i'm gonna have this course you should buy it blah 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 but a lot of people who teach jujitsu they don't come from a teaching background right so they might be good at jujitsu but they actually have no idea how to teach you know the the hows and the whys and the, you know, reasons that you do certain things and the way, why you structure certain things certain ways and how you should be communicating to students and all those sort of things. So I sort of wrote this instructor's program that's more tailored specifically to, to people who I want to teach in my gym. So, yeah, it would be applicable to any gym. There's still tools that you're going to learn, but, but my meant – the thought behind it was, hey, man, I want to have people who are coming up under me who want to teach. I don't just want to throw them in and be like, yeah, cool, go teach. Like I want to give them the tools to best – so they can teach to the best of their ability. So that's a course. Essentially it will be like a, 
uh, eight week course where you do like one class a week sort of thing. So you have time to digest the information and every week or every class will be a different subject in regards to teaching. And so that's a course I wrote last year and I was about to start taking a couple of students through it essentially as the test run. Yeah. So before it was like this formalized thing that, you know, it will be a course that will be, uh, will come at a cost at a later date. That's not because necessarily like, I didn't write it with that in mind, but obviously it just comes to a point where my time is valuable, right? And it's like, well, yeah, I kind of want to do this for free, but at the same time I could be teaching privates, charging X amount of money, like, Mm. or I could be doing a seminar or, you know, so time is money, right? So, but I was going to take these these certain students, instructors through it just as essentially as the dummy run to be like, hey man, I'm going to take you through this course for free that I wrote on the... But the catch is at the end of it, you've just got to give me your honest feedback. Like, did you enjoy it? Did you think this was a waste of time? You know, is there something that you didn't learn that you wish you did? And so, yeah, so I want to have that program fully implemented as well this coming year. So so the sort of competition team project as well as this instructor's course project, they're two to jujitsu related gym related projects that I want those programs fully implemented uh, this coming year. So gym wise, we've got more no gi classes, um, the competition program, instructors program. And then for me individually, it's, you know, getting back to training, competing in subversion and me personally wanting to do more no gi and improve my no gi and, you know, yeah, leg locks is a part of that, but not necessarily like, you know, oh, leg locks and all that sort of stuff. They're my goals and plans for this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And even more with competition as well. Like, you know, you've got your goal of getting that that first win as a blue belt. Those competitors who are participating in the competitors program, you know, I I have those same goals as, you know, I want all the people in that program to be getting a gold medal at their respective belt, mm. you know, or more multiple medals. Like I want them to do really well, you know, which is part of the reason of the program. I want them to, to achieve, to achieve their goals, which are like that, get a gold medal. Fuck yeah. That's my whole year, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> nah, one. Nah, I've already got a dog. I'm surprised I only have one dog. Because dogs are the best. Dogs You're probably good. a cat person, aren't you? No, I'm a highly allergic to cats. Are you really? Yeah, and, and dogs. Um, and dogs. Yeah, I'm actually fucking, I don't know why we, how we got onto this, but I'm actually going through in 2022, one of my personal goals is- um, To not be allergic to dogs anymore. Exactly, yeah. I'm doing a um, immunotherapy for like being treated for my really? dog allergy. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So- how allergic? Because you've spent heaps of time with Lucy. Lucy's Lucy so- triggers me really badly. Really? Yeah. So, so whenever I go see Lucy is uh, my mate Zach and my, and my business partner. He's got a famous German Shepherd, Lucy, uh, the German Shepherd, previously known as Lucy Lane, the Queen of Balmain. I think that's still the Instagram handle. I think it's still right? the Instagram Lucy handle. Lucy Lane, yeah. the Queen of Balmain. And, very beautiful German and Shepherd. And on YouTube, um, it's Lucy, the German Shepherd, famous, got like one and a half million followers across uh, multiple social media platforms. Anyway- so whenever I go see Lucy, uh, I need to take any histamine before I go. And I'm now being- I've, Man, yeah. what a loser. Only 34,000 hey. followers on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast has 
224. Get good, Lucy. Yeah, get good. Get good, kid. But, so you take uh, an antihistamine in preparation? Yep, yep. I take it in preparation and I've now been given um, like a prescription antihistamine, like a nasal one. But anyway, I'm getting immunotherapy. So it's like I have to either take an injection once a month or like a, a, it's kind of like a liquid medicine, like a dropper every day. So I'm going to go with the dropper. Apparently it's slightly more effective. So I'm doing that. And for how long do you have to take that? So it's three to five years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, do you want to get a dog? I want a German Shepherd. Yeah, right. So, and I'm very allergic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What anyway. Is, what, is your, what does your partner think She about wants a dog as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Because cool. I, I won't give her a kid, so she wants a dog. <laughs> 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 Too much information. You should, you, should, you should make a deal, though, and you should be like, all right, Julia, I'm going to undergo this uh, what do you call it? Immu- immunotherapy. Immu- immunotherapy so we can get a dog, but only if you get your fucking peanut allergy oh, under man. control because oh. I need me some Reese's cups. Damn, yeah. that's actually- I need me some of those Bumba peanut butter chips oh, that man, I brought you so in. so good. The peanut butter chips, oh, Reese's cups are legit the tits. I fucking love peanut Dude, butter. Dude, even peanut butter on some rice cakes. Oh, so good. Or like toast, like hot toast straight out of the toaster. Peanut butter. Are you crunchy or smooth? Girl? I was about to ask you the same thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I think I prefer smooth, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, because I'm not also against eating, um, like I just eat, like eating uh, like raw nuts as they are as well. Yeah. So it's not like I need the crunch. It's like, yeah. hey, if I want the crunch of a nut, I'll just eat nuts. I'll go eat some nuts. You know, I want the butteriness of the nut. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm eating peanut butter. I, I think when I was a kid, crunchy all the way. Now that I've matured, and I've seen the light. I'm a smoother guy as well. Yeah, bro. I'm on yeah. board with that. Also, it helps like having smooth peanut peanut butter. It's just like more, you know, you can use it for more things if you have it in. So, for example, if you're making like a, well, you wouldn't make it because Julie is super allergic. Yeah. But if you're oh, yeah. making like a, a peanut chicken curry or something, oh, you know, that actually yeah. has peanut butter like a in it. Satay chicken. Yeah, like yeah. exactly like a satay chicken you or something. You don't want a crunchy. I don't want crunchy. Nah, no, just gross. give me some smooth, bro. What type of, I, I prefer natural peanut butter as well. Yeah, same. No, nah, I don't buy any of that. What, you know, in America Craft it would be like shit. jiffy. Oh, or oh my God, it's so bad. Like this one, I think there's one called Skippy as well. Skippy, yeah, yeah that's fucking terrible. it's disgusting. Terrible. It's like no. loaded with sugar and it just doesn't taste like peanut butter. No, the absolute, like, like the, the most processed peanut butter I would buy is only if I can't find, sometimes you find one that are like ingredients, you know, peanuts and salt, but yeah. ideally I don't even get that. Like yeah, if I can peanuts. find the ones that's just a uh, 100%, you know, peanuts. Yeah. Or, you know, or almond butter, 100% oh, yeah. almonds or something. Nice. They're the ones I so what's get. What's your favorite brand of peanut butter? So I don't know what the brand is, but I just get this one from um, the supermarket that is, yeah, I think it's it, called Mavis. Maybe. It's probably, it's probably is it Mavis. It's one where they do all, like, they also have like peanut and chia seed and chocolate. It's and Mavis. Bro, I was addicted to that they're shit. They're like five bucks a jar, Dude, which yeah, is like pretty yeah. standard price. I, um, yeah, I ain't buying none of that craft peanut butter. When I was competing bullshit. in bodybuilding, peanut butter was like a staple, healthy fats in my um, in my diet plan. And then my my um, without getting into too much detail, when you compete, you need to eat between sets, between shows, and before you get there, uh, like before you step on stage, because you need to basically glycogen load to make your muscles feel look full, right? right? So you want the sugar without any water. So you're dehydrated, but 
you, you smash sugar to. You could get an elbow surgery like I yeah, just and then, did. And my and biceps fucking, are pretty swollen well right now. From bicep to fingertips. My four, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, I'm even. You got a Popeye arm, dude. It's fucking it's gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the food that I used, like peanut butter on crackers. And oh my God, it's fucking like, it, it's like crack to me. Um, and at one point I had like five jars of Mavis in, in the cupboard <laughs> and I'll just eat it by the spoonful. I believe you can outgrow allergies, food allergies. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Just <laughs> like put some peanut butter on a sandwich and be like, just, she can just test it out. Trial yeah. by fire, bro. Sink yeah, or just, swim, bitch. We'll, just, we'll just get an EpiPen uh, ready. Yeah, you should, but like from what you've told me, she's severely allergic. Eh? <sighs> not, not so much anymore. She used to carry an EpiPen around, but um, not so much anymore. She doesn't even have an EpiPen anymore. And I mean, I've had peanut butter before. They, EpiPen, EpiPens expire. Yeah, so. yeah. So she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't even have one. So it's not like she's going to go into anaphylactic shock or anything, I don't think, yeah. but. She's, oh, faking yeah. she's faking it. She's faking it, bro. Faking she's just it. like, for some she just reason, has, she's, just yeah, hates it's a power play. And hates peanut butter. It's, it's a long-term power move. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, on power moves, I don't know, nothing on power moves. But anyway, episode's over. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, the power move. <laughs> um, I think, set, you know, even if you're not a New Year's resolution person or goal-orientated the best way to improve your jujitsu is have some sort of direction. You don't just walk into the gym to lift weights and be like, yeah, that one looks good and pick it up, mm. you know? So have some sort of direction. If you're earlier on in your jujitsu journey, it's going to be a, a little bit harder or not necessarily as applicable. Your goals might be more short term, you mm. know, like, man, you know, get better at this sweep or, you know, get better at, you know, submitting, from guard or something like that. Yeah. You know, if you're a bit further on in your journey like like I am, it might be something a little bit more more open, like doing more no gi or getting better at leg locks or, you know, improving your bearing bolo or or whatever it is. But definitely have some sort of direction, some goals like, oh, I want to do three competitions this year. Mm. Or there's nothing wrong with setting goals like, oh, I want to get my blue belt this year or purple belt this year. Yeah. But keep in mind with those goals, to some extent, they're out of your control. You know, uh, what I mean by that, you know, know, to some degree, because it's always going to come at the discretion of your instructor. So if you do have the goal of like, man, 2022, I want to get my purple belt and you don't get it, man, that doesn't, maybe you did everything right, but your instructor just decided you're not ready or they want to hold you a little bit more or they well, want Maybe you they're to, just a massive dick. <clears throat> maybe they're a massive dick. Maybe they have a massive dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or they just want you to do it. <laughs> They want you to do one more competition at whatever belt, okay? So, you know, yeah, maybe it's because you didn't do enough. Like, oh, I really want to get my purple belt this year and you trained once a fortnight for the whole year. You know, so I'm not going to say it's out of your control, but don't bum yourself out if that goal isn't achieved because Mm. it still does hang on, you know, one other person's opinion or decision. Exactly. So the the final piece of that puzzle is out of your control. But, you know, it's still a good goal to have. Get your purple out. X amount of competitions this year. Mm. Maybe there's that dude in the gym that's a good reference point for your training. Man, I want to tap so-and-so. That mm. can be a good friendly goal. Like it doesn't need to be any hatred behind it. They're Tapping just, a black belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, your training partners, it's, it's like weights in the gym. You know, man, I want to tap, you know, Steve, that could be no different than, man, I want to deadlift 120 or whatever it is that's your goal, you know. Set these goals, man, and, you know, 
if they're little goals, then set a lot of a lot of them for the year. If they're big, over, overwhelming yeah. goals, maybe some people are sitting here going like, "Man, I've," you know, we said there's some people in the gym who never train in the gi, mm. right? Like literally, we have a couple of students who they they've refuse. never trained. Yeah. In, they refuse. They only train no gi. And maybe set your goal this year is to train some gi. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I've just realized when you were when you were saying that, like, you know, if you can't tap this person, your goal is to tap that person. I've probably I've just realized that maybe I'm in now in the position where some people want to try and tap me and I'm like their benchmark and they're like, yeah, like yeah. oh I want to I want to tap, tap Kieran this year. Yeah. You know? Like, Fuck. Come at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's there cool. Might, there might be, you know, you yeah, you make it to this this point where where, you know, people will be using you as a reference mm. or Mm, see if they can catch me. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever stopped to think that, you know, there's probably at least one person in the world that's going to use your death as an excuse not to go to something? There'll be someone in the world that when you come to passing away, that they'll be like, oh, man, I can't work today. I'm real bugged out. My friend Kieran died. <laughs> <laughs> or like, damn, oh. son. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I can't work. I've got this funeral to go to. But they're not going. Oh, <laughs> someone will use your death as an excuse to get out. That's of terrible. Social, it's terrible. Something social, or why wait? <laughs> <laughs> You're dead to me anyway. Yeah. Oh shit! But just on like if if you are a white belt and you're not quite sure on how to structure your year, you're like maybe you've been maybe you just started training, maybe you've been training for a little while and you're looking toward that blue belt and you want some more direction. A uh, bit of a shameless plug, but it's it's legitimate. Check out episode 44 where Adam basically outlined everything that you should be focus, focusing on for your blue belt test. And if you use that as a goal, as what, what we discussed in that episode and what Adam said were the things you should be focusing on, particularly if you are a white belt, I highly recommend starting there, giving that a listen, taking just some notes. And then from that, with your own experience and your own level of jujitsu, formulate the areas that you want to fo focus on and formulate your goals from that. That's what I recommend. That's great advice, Kieran. And not even a shameless plug, just a great plug. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> almost yeah, almost as good as a butt plug. Yeah. But a great plug nonetheless. Almost. 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 Yeah. Um, all right. Well, on, on butt plugs. On butt plugs. We'll leave it there, eh? Next episode is a little special one. I think for us, like it's a mini milestone. Yeah. I guess we we didn't really realize it, but you know, it's episode fifty, so half century. I don't know if I don't. I'm not going to say like, oh, I didn't know if we would make it to episode fifty, like <laughs> when we started. But I don't know. Like, I think it's. We'll talk more about it next episode, but yeah, episode yeah, we got 50, some special special stuff. Yeah, like I. Look, I'll save it for next episode. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast, bro. Catch you guys. 